I want to see what that dad bot can do out there. Not buying your banjos around the campfire. Shove them up your ass. It's football and other F-words. Zach, Michael, we have a special guest today. He is... This this gentleman has been wanting to come on this award winning <laughs> platinum platform that we have here at football another effort. So we decided to give it a shot and allow Austin Huff of Cork Bats and what else do you do? Throw it out there, pimp yourself out. Uh, I'm on the radio in Chicago, uh, which is you know there's probably very few people in of your listening audience that are in Chicago that would care about that. But I host a country uh, country music morning radio show in Chicago, and then. Uh, and then yeah, and then tighten up podcast, uh, which is which is an actual award winning podcast now too. One uh, that has won an award that literally no other uh, podcast has ever won ever. So not to do it our own horn, but it's probably the best Titans podcast out there. <laughs> I will say this: um, I have an idea for another podcast for you, Austin. Okay. So do you have any siblings or uh, relatives that love football as much as you do? um yeah i would say so yeah I got are they on the huff side of the family uh sure okay yes. so you get you get one of them to do a podcast with you and you call it and you only talk about quarterbacks right and only okay. quarterbacks and you call it huff huff pass oh yeah okay all right because that's it <laughs> i'm an idea man. To, to marijuana right <laughs> yeah yeah there you go i'm an idea <laughs> man huff huff pass all right. All right. Look, I'll, I'm writing that down and yeah. uh, I'm not going to give you any uh, royalties if I do come up with it. Well, uh, we got it recorded. And so I'll just contact my lawyers. I'll come <laughs> at you full force of the uh, the lawyers here. He's literally typing it into an LLC right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a lot of Titans news to discuss for it being the off season. Um, but I've got to go to get to the most important story first. Hank the Tank, a 500-pound bear, has been ransacking California communities. Uh, he's a 500-pound black bear. Black bears only get like up to 300 pounds at their largest. This is a 500 black, 500-pound black bear that has been breaking into houses. He's broken into over 20 houses in South Lake Tahoe, California. He namely goes after pizza. Like, no kidding. He's usually I mean, breaking into people's houses looking for pizza. I can't pizza. blame him there. Uh, right. I mean, if you're so they've been trying to shoot him with paintballs, tase him and nothing stopping this bear. What which are paintballs going to do? I would take a taser <laughs> for some do? good pizza. Yeah. Paintballs will just like make them look more colorful. Like, honestly, <laughs> you just give them a new look. Yeah. This is, so I don't even get wanting, that. They're wanting to shoot and kill this bear what? because apparently he needs to be euthanized because he's not he's not hibernating. And like park officials, wildlife officials are saying that he could get dangerous. But I got to read this quote from a Mrs. Bryant. The residents are quick to point out that Hank is gentle and sweet. When he breaks into a home, he's far more interested in the food than any people who may be inside, Mrs. Bryant said. He just sits there and eats, Bryant says. He doesn't attack them. He doesn't growl. He doesn't make rude faces. <laughs> First of all, well, like, do is that a thing that bears do? I'm not a bear expert. I'll like, I'll, I, I live in Chicago, but I know very little about bears. And uh, the the fact that like, do bears make make rude faces? At, at I think they had, they call it resting beer bear face is what they call it, resting <laughs> yeah, bear right. face. Right. I mean, they're tasing this bastard, and he's not even making rude faces. Let yeah. the guy live. Let Hank live. Just let him eat some pizza. 
Right. I mean, I mean, that's like going into a CC's pizza and just tasering everybody that is trying to get pizza. Cause that's, that's all he's doing. He's just going it, to a buffet. I, yeah, I see no difference other than the fact that he's hairy. Maybe he looks different than us, but that's, you know, in this day and age, I don't think you can judge people by based on how they look. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. absolutely, he is absolutely enormous. You got to see this article in the New York Times. Look, <laughs> I mean, it's Hank the Tank is his name. That alone should 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 stay as execution. But he's huge. You got to look this guy up. He's an absolute full chunk. I, um, I will look him up and see see if he's busy Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We let something go by without you referencing it. You have a radio show in Chicago, and you're not a bear expert. What's wrong with you? Yeah. See, there it is. The uh, yeah. No, I uh, I. I, I know enough about him, right? But it's like that's not that's not my forte. That's look, I'm a I'm a Titans guy through and through. If you want to ask me about, you know, you know, uh, Danian Sydney's uh, favorite ice cream flavor, I could probably answer that for you. But uh, but but anything about the Bears? No, I'm not. Uh, I'll I'll get there eventually. Speaking speaking of uh, Titans podcasts and Titans stuff. I have to know about this this Tighten Up podcast with the uncles and the aunts that you call your guests. Did yeah. you, did you have that first, and J. Martin Ramon just stole it from you, oh, yeah. or did We've, you? A lot of a lot of what we have done, we have noticed that other people have have lifted because uh, our podcast was around for about a year and a half before uh, J. Martin Ramon, right? Uh, but and they're not the only ones. There's there's. But there, we've noticed that around Nashville media, it's uh, people like to uh, pick and choose and borrow things here and there. But but yeah, no, we were calling our uh, our guests, uh, aunts and uncles ever since we got. In fact, the very first episode we we started doing that was when we got Jim Wyatt on for the first time. And that was because he was our he was Jack's literal uncle. Uh, <laughs> so then we decided, you know what, let's just start calling every single one of our guests, aunts and uncles. And <clears throat> And then we just we, we've just grown our family tree every single week. There you go. I was just wondering if they were just thieves, content thieves, because that's what it sounds like now. It sounds like there, you're using a, a thievery. I'm, and if anybody <laughs> needs to get tased, it sounds like that radio show does. I mean, obviously <laughs> I'm not, not look, I'm the not, tank. I'm not accusing, but I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying they didn't. So I'm just you know I'm, uh, I, I also noticed that um, every every morning I, I wake up crack of butt ass crack of dawn uh if i'm allowed to curse on here i don't know uh, no, yeah, what yeah. the fuck it's football okay, other right, f right. <laughs> the other f word is literally fuck okay all right i just i didn't know i didn't know if it was like friendship or something yeah. uh so we uh so i wake up every morning and i tweet uh i tweet about the early morning wake up crew and anyone who's up early can join the crew it's it, it you know it's open invite just you just got to be up early and you just tweet at me that's literally all it takes to to join the crew I did notice that someone from uh, from the Afro I've noticed show, that uh, started an early risers club, which oh. uh, it, it was about a month or two after I started doing it. So it's like, look, I <laughs> like the difference between hustler and playboy. Like you can call it a different thing, but one of them was first. They, right, exactly. There's not. I'll just say there's there's not a ton of a. And look, that that's just like that in radio, though. I've worked in radio for uh, over over a decade now and it's just it's like that in radio where there's there's they say there's only four good ideas in radio and everyone just does the same thing regurgitated in different different ways and different styles and so i'd say that's that's true uh true in nashville as well yeah i mean every style of sports talk radio 
has already been done. I mean, oh, it, it, you sure. can't, there's no, I, I really don't think there's a new avenue to go in, you know, sitting in front of a microphone to talk about football or baseball or whatever it is. So I guess part of it is flattery, but it's got to be a little infuriating too, right? <laughs> it's, you know, it is. It, I mean, yeah, yes, you're right. It is because they say what the uh, imitation is the highest and highest form of uh, flattery. Um, it is, yeah, there is that, but then there also is also a little bit of like, really? Like, really? It's like, it's not even like that different. <laughs> could you even, could you just change the name a little bit? <laughs> right, right, make it look right. like it's all a ripoff. Right. But it's all right. Look, bigger, bigger platforms. A lot of people have much bigger platforms than me when it comes to like followers and stuff like that. So, uh, no one in the general public will ever know. Okay. So let's get to it. Um, Nissan Stadium, which I'm going to jump the lead a little bit on this. I hope that's the last time we call it this damn thing. because I, On our podcast, we only call it Nissan Coliseum. Like we don't even refer to it. We don't even say the S word. It's a, that's the, that's the bad word on our podcast. Zach, write that down. We're going to steal that from him. Um, <laughs> well, we're, we're, from now on, we're just going to call it the Coliseum. We're not even going to do Nissan. See those subtle changes is what makes radio great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to put that on our aunts and uncles podcast. Um, so it, it's come out that um, and I don't have the article up in front of you, but it's come out that apparently the study they were doing on the stadium as far as, you know, for the structure itself, that the concrete base of the stadium basically won't support whatever, you know, grand scheme they had for remodels. So it's looking heavily like that and and both the mayor and the titans have referenced that they're looking towards a new stadium and i want to dive into that i've heard several radio shows do it this week but i still feel like there's key pieces that they've left out and plus the three of us here i think certainly can pride ourselves on being uh, you're in the stadium your fans it's a group that's been going to the stadium for quite a long time and i know i mean even in your article which is the indisputable list of list a new Titan stadium absolutely has to have just damn tongue twister of a title. Yeah, it's an you easy, that's an easy a headline to read. You can, yeah, very you can clearly easy. tell that I, I just like wrote up a headline and did not think twice about it. <laughs> With every word capitalized, like you write for BSO, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but you've got a good list here and it pairs up a lot with what Zach and I um, discussed pretty in depth on a podcast a couple of years ago, just BSing around about, whether or not, you know, the Titans would ever get a new stadium or what you'd like to see either in a new stadium or innovation. So right. yeah, like I, I want to get when into it. comes to it. like sports talk radio, like this is this, or like, you know, or even like, just like podcasts or whatever, this is the best time because everything's a hypothetical. Sports yes. talk radio thrives in hypotheticals. Like what if this <laughs> happens or what, if, this is purely hypothetical. And so this is, this is the world I live in. I love this kind of crap. Well, my plan is to take the audio for this dump it on a thumb drive, send a ransom style letter to the Titans and demand that we be included in right. whatever talks are. They should. I, and, and I'll give the Titans some credit. They, I feel like they do a lot of this where like they'll, they'll crowdsource ideas and, um, or at least like get input from fans. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did do that. Uh, but I, I wholeheartedly agree. They got to do that and they got to ask at least us three. Yeah, they're always lurking around the the podcast and on Twitter, so yeah. you kind of always hear about it. But I feel like a committee of 
of either fans or media analysts that have their pulse on the fan base should be brought in because there is so much we could do. I like we have offered to tear down the dollhouses ourselves for free <laughs> and they still have not contacted us. See, I oh. think I think they need to keep the dollhouses, but oh, like no. build them even bigger, just <laughs> just so us Titans fans have something to whine about in the offseason. Because if they take those away, what are we going to complain about about the stadium? You know, I it gives us nothing to talk about. I, they're going to do something. They're going to do something <laughs> that we're going to complain about. They're going to like they'll meet like eighty percent of our demands, right. but the field is going to be made out of like I don't know, like used turf that they pulled up from Indy. That alopecia right. looking crap they've got all over the yeah, field. It's going to be like the they they saved turf for like the week after the Music City Bowl, and it's only going to be sodded with that from September to December every year. So Zach, I'm going to start with you. We're we're going to go with. Um, I, I want to take it for the style of the stadium first, you know, covered roof shade, obviously some sort of dome type stadium has been floated around the heaviest because that would include, you know, like the final four, these other events that people want to get into, but you personally, Zach, what style stadium do you think they should go with? Tractable roof, baby. That's easy. I mean, that's, a, that's such a, that gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you the best of the outdoor life you know, because Tennessee does have mild weather or mild temperature weather during a good portion mm. of the NFL season. And then when it's, it decides it's going to rain or be too cold or be too hot, just shut that baby. You know, if you want to make it glass, make it glass, but a retractable roof is a must. And let me say this, that helps you get a WrestleMania. Nobody ever talks about WrestleMania, but we're, did, Nashville's already getting SummerSlam this summer. You get, you get a new stadium, WrestleMania, baby. As a guy who used to uh, valet park cars at the Sheridan downtown and had to park uh, cars or or had to uh, bring luggage up to wrestlers' rooms whenever they were at Bridgestone, uh, I, I'm not as big on getting uh, WrestleMania just because they didn't tip well. And so uh, I'd, I'd be okay with uh, that. But no, I think and bring as many events to Nashville as possible because I think it's it's better. And I agree. I agree with you, Zach. Like, I think it's, the retractable roof is a nice aspect to, you know, because on those beautiful days in September or October, you want that, you want that baby open, let that fresh air in. However, you got to be smart with the retractable roof. You cannot get a retractable roof that looks like an anus, like they have down in Atlanta, <laughs> right? Like you need to have just like, make it run of the mill, just covering over the field. Like, I don't, I don't care. Just don't let it, look like a clenched butthole because that's like Titans fans. Our buttholes are clenched enough as it is. <laughs> you know, we don't need, we don't need another giant clenched butthole at our stadium. So we need more of a blanket that can be pulled off while you're in yes. bed instead of a cat butthole. Exactly. Exactly. You're getting it. Yeah. See, this is, this is what I'm afraid <laughs> of, right? We're going to get rid of the dollhouses, but the roof is literally just going to be a giant tarp that they just, rip off and throw into the park whatever it was whatever it was just a tarp you know like like what they used to like cover like dugouts at like little league baseball games <laughs> yes. it was like blue tarps with like bungee cords and they as just let those go and that's the roof that the as titans long as the titans logo is on it i'm okay <laughs> so i should have i should have prefaced this whole thing by saying this was a, a retractable roof adds some cost to it the one thing i'm not going to get into in this podcast because again all hypothetical People that were calling into radio shows all week about the tight, the team or not the team, the, the city should be focused on affordable housing, flooding, like shooting tornadoes down before they land. We're not discussing that today. <laughs> we're not getting into that cost. 
This has nothing to do with what you think the city should do with the funds. Otherwise, I'm sorry. That's not going to be fair. The the Titans organization has pretty much flat out said that they're looking for ways to either not have the city pay anything or to minimize costs altogether. I mean, they're, that's kind of what they've came out and said. So I don't understand why everybody's so up in arms about what the city does. Look, you're going to be paying for it regardless at some point through your life. You're going to pay for that stadium. Who cares? Like who cares? It's good for the economy. I forget what show it was, but someone called in and it was what I really like (laughs) is when rednecks will call in and yes, I'm specifying rednecks because this was definitely a redneck who called in and they're so proud of their opinion. They throw it out there, <laughs> oh, just yeah. drop it like a hot dump on the kitchen floor and stand over it posing as the, this guy calls in and says, what they ought to be focusing on is spending that money to find a new QB. Okay. So a new stadium is going to cost us, let's say $2 billion. Is there a $2 billion quarterback out there? Uh, yeah. Tom Brady. Ever heard of him? He's got seven rings. Like dude, Look at Aaron Rodgers, he's single. Uh, as a guy who early on in my radio career had to screen calls at the zone, my goodness, the number of calls, like, and those are just the calls that make it to air. I know. The calls that don't even <laughs> make it to air, guys, it's, oh, it just, just some of the worst of the worst takes out there. But. So I, I, I'm, I go back and forth on the, on the roof part because if they can do a retractable roof that looks good and minimalistic, here's, here's what I'm going for. Like NRG stadium in Houston, Lucas oil disaster I don't like those style retractable roofs because it's only like 40% of the roof that opens and it doesn't look that great. And it's usually like a boxy style structure. If they can find a way to make some sort of retractable roof on I don't know the stadium like Minneapolis just built. Uh, that's a wild ass looking stadium. If you can have some sort of semi open roof style with that, I'll take it. I, I'm all in on that because I kind of like the LA style stadium, not mm-hmm. that five billion dollar price tag. But I understand that having open air end zones or just kind of an open air structure is not going to work here in a January or a February, you know, right, even like right. that. Yeah, the but and you don't want it like uh, Marlins Park uh, in Miami where the Marlins play. I don't know if you guys have seen that stadium, but it's literally like <laughs> when it's not, when the roof isn't on the stadium, it's just like a, one of those like parking uh, garages or, or <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like those parking awnings, like it's yes. just one giant one of those because it's just slid over to the right. And it's still just like hovering over nothing. And it's that to me is like, that's a ugly look just because it's an eyesore when you stare at it. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, it's gotta be something nice. Now, if they just go straight up dome, I, I'm, I'd be okay with that. I, I would never have an issue with that because let's be honest, for every you know, freezing cold day in December, there's blistering hot days in September that I'd be okay if you, the whole thing's just indoors, 72 degrees, then it's the same temperature every week. So, um, but if I, if I, you know, again, this is hypothetical. If I have my choice, yeah, I think an, a retractable roof would still be nice. I mean, it's obviously going to be one of the two because you're not going to spend this kind of money and not build it to where you can get the Super Bowl. I mean, that's pretty much what it is because Nashville weather cannot be depended upon for Super Bowl like something down in Tampa Bay like it was last year. Right, and most of the time, the issue for cities that are trying to get the Super Bowl is like the hotel space. Nashville's got that now. Like Nashville's got like basically everything they need to get major events except for the stadium now. So that's just the last hurdle they got to get over. Now, granted, 
it's the absolute tallest hurdle. You might need a, a pole to freaking pole vault yourself over that thing, but it's it's still like they've got everything lined up. This is just the last bit that they need yeah. to do. So, you know, roof part kind of out of the way. As far as the actual physical structure of the stadium, I, I kind of want to see not not real gaudy, but I kind of want to see some Greco-Roman Greek you know, there's got to be some columns. There's got to be some sort of leaning into the whole Titans and the mythology around that. Am I going in the wrong direction with that one, Austin? I don't, I don't, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like do it. Like you have the chance to build it. My biggest pet peeve uh, when the Titans first came to town and they built this stadium was the fact that it was the most cookie cutter stadium like possible yes. and if you remember like they didn't even have like titans in the seats like they do now like the like the that yeah. those white titans lettering logo in the seats they didn't even have that it was literally just the most cookie cutter stadium and then literally like a year later or maybe it was the year before yeah it was the year before raymond james stadium in tampa is built and they got a damn freaking pirate ship you know like that's a, if you take away that pirate ship it's a very cookie cutter stadium but with that pirate ship, it's like, okay, that's unique to what they have. It's, it's cool. It gives that stadium some allure, some, and, but the Titans had literally nothing. And I get it. They, I think they built the first, or they built the stadium on taxpayer money. So it was like as cheap and as affordable as you could possibly make it. And let's just say it looks that way. Now, granted, they've added some dollhouses since then, which makes it, you know, ups the value in my opinion, <laughs> but you no. Know, and, uh, but I, I, I think that they just need to, I think they need to, go back to or, or I, I think they need to make it what they didn't make it the first time around make it very titans eccentric give me some corinthian columns very tall make it look like the parthenon on the outside hell make it look like uh i know it's the roman Colosseum, but make it look like that type of architecture structure on the outside make it look cool to really play into that not just the name of the titans but hell nashville itself is known as the athens of the south so you can play into that and almost kind of make it like a second monument in nashville for people to visit and take pictures in front of i'm all for it but it's gonna be hard to basically meet the architectural compromise for a modern looking stadium and have columns on the outside that that's the key so here's my suggestion your greek stuff is going needs to be on the outside in your tailgating area because i think they need to structurally make their tailgating area look less like a walmart parking lot and more like a you know victory row uh tiger lane over in memphis has a good one but like make it look like people should come and tailgate and want to tailgate you could do greek stuff out there and leading into maybe the outside of the stadium maybe columns for around the parking itself as far as like getting into the parking lot you put columns or something on there and on the inside you could do all kinds of stuff on the inside with the with the greeks and all that kind of stuff i think it'll just be hard the more I think about it, when you look at stadiums like L.A. and Las Vegas and how modern they all look on the outside, throwing the columns on the outside and trying to get a lot of Greek architecture on the actual structure itself on the exterior is going to be a lot tougher to, to really make it all look good and flow. So put it on the inside. Every column that your load-bearing columns on the inside, 
make them all the Greek columns and, you know, call your sections different Greek or Titans, gods, or whatever you want to oh, do. Roman do, numerals. Do something different. Yeah, yeah, Roman numerals. Yeah. Lean into it as much as you can within reason. I'm in section XV. What are you? I love what section it. are you sitting in? XVII. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Are you saying? Are you saying uh, columns wouldn't be able to hold up an anus? I, I think. Well, they would on the inside. I think columns okay. can hold up an anus on the inside. I just don't <laughs> think that you know you're already looking at an anus. Does does a column really go with an anus as far as aesthetically pleasing? Right. Like, are they both to, aesthetically pleasing? Sure. Just trying to like draw some avert the eyes away from yeah. this towards like the decorative columns that's well that's why I, I think we should go giant torch like you said i'm all for the giant torch yes more fire yes. i'm always for fire and not right, one so of those the, fake ones like they got in vegas yeah i so, i heard they were doing that that torch for um uh what is it uh not uh, art uh art davis art davis is and um mark's dad and i was thinking like oh this is going to be awesome this is going to be so cool like the like an eternal torch being lit in that building and then they they unveil the stadium and it's just a big light up of course i should have known like vegas like the fakest of all <laughs> cities like of, of course they're just gonna have a fake torch but still I, it, that was very frustrating to yeah me. it was disappointing for sure yeah real but, real fire is real fire the titan should absolutely one up it with real fire i completely agree and because that that to me is like nothing screams you know like it, there, there's freaking fire in the logo play into right. that whole thing you know like just give me give me flames ah. I, I got it you have a master ceremony for these titans games and that instead of the 12th titan putting that stupid sword in the ground they're outside and they light the fucking torch right they light the torch i would get uh because you know why because people love fire yeah right? people Don't love get me wrong. people but, love swords but people love fire yeah the problem is the titans the Titans have shown that they can't be responsible with fire. that. Is that is also true. That is, I mean, you would need, they damn near blew up like yeah. an, an entire like thirty yard section of the front row of the stadium. I don't know if they're going to let us do fire. Yeah, you would need NFD like on standby for every single home game if you did anything. I was home. Fire. I was at that home game when that happened. We were in a suite and we could feel the fire yeah, literally say, when it was happening. Your eyebrows just grew back, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we discuss um, the interior, I want to discuss the exterior of the stadium. And I'm going to go off the, a, a couple of assumptions. Um, first off, PSC Metals was owned by Carl Icahn, who sold it to a group called uh, SA Recycling out of California. Now, the reason why that matters is he retained the land rights to the former PSC Metals site, now called SA Recycling. Um, and it's been, you know, suspected and, and, and hinted around even by himself that he knows that he has negotiating power with the city to basically throw SA metals off or SA recycling off of that land at, at some time and offer it up to the city for development. I would assume the Titans as well as the city know this and are going to go after. So let's go off the assumption that PSC metals and its land is available. What would you like to see outside of the stadium, Zach, as far as, you know, positioning of the stadium, amenities available outside the stadium. Like if, if it were up to you to do the outside of the stadium, what, what would that look like in your eyes? Uh, massive tailgate area, easy tailgating to get to. You, you got to have more grass in between the, the, all the sections because it's a very small amount of grass. And you need to have some shrubs out there, some trees that look good or something like that. You got to make it look 
aesthetically pleasing so people want to come tailgate if you have to throw some power receptacles out there to make it easier for them i'm all for that i'm all for some power receptacles and some damn wi-fi that can reach out into the yes. parking lot as well yes but there's no reason not to have power receptacles at every parking spot that is lined up next to the grass and to make it easy and inviting for people to want to come because right now it is you can go there we the few times that we tailgate, when you arrive early, there's just trash everywhere and just blowing in and everything. And it just looks very desolate. Like, I know tailgating is all about creating the environment, you got your, yourselves and everything. But it literally, the only, there's only quite a few really good tailgate spots in that area. And so I think if you up the Wi Fi, bring out some power receptacles so people don't have to worry about generators and this and that. Boom, you got it going. You got a good spot. I think that if if you want to do it on the outside, the food truck idea can also be on the outside instead of the inside of the stadium, though I think it'd be really cool to do it on the inside of the stadium myself. But if you have a dome, maybe that doesn't work. So put it on the outside. You know, I, I think stuff like that where it's, easy to get in and out because traffic's always going to be an issue regardless at games but make it as easy to get in and out make it easy to find and have dedicated uber and lyft lanes because they have them but they're so far away from the stadium you might as well just not even freaking worry about it so if they put it over on psc i think you have plenty of opportunity to redo everything that you want including adding restaurants and shopping or something nearby you know maybe not affordable housing and stuff i get it but putting restaurant uh, pittsburgh does a really good job there is like a row of restaurants right next to the stadium in pittsburgh mm -hmm. and to me that i think that's awesome i think one of them was jerome bettis's uh bar if i'm not mistaken and i was a little i was a little tipsy when i went but they have all this stuff. Not only do you have the huge tailgating, they have buses come in, pick you up and take you back downtown, but they have restaurants right there as well. I mean, right there, not like mainstay, which is a little further away or the shit. It's not Shoney's anymore. It's something different, but it's, it's, there's something now in Shoney's and it's right there. Ooh, speaking of Shoney's man, if they move locations, they got to get that that trashy ass shonies across the street they got to build one wherever they're going they gotta <laughs> they gotta build another one just like that the stadium in they can keep where it's at we don't need that we don't need the stadium in to to follow this titan stadium around but shonies oh hell yeah that that brunch kids eat free hell yeah <laughs> i i'm i like what zach is saying and, and i would add i i think if you're titans marketing titans PR, whatever. I'm terrible at that part, but you're trying to get a younger crowd, the mm -hmm. type of crowd that's coming to Nashville to party, yeah. to work for these big companies, the younger crowd. How do you entice them to come to the game? And to me, the social aspect of going to it, much like what the Predators have done, and we're definitely going to get to the interior shortly, much like what the Predators have done as far as like what they've done with the Lexus Lounge. I think the tights could do something similar outside before you can get into the venue. And, and what I'm thinking is this much like what Zach is saying was with, with um, restaurants outside. I really think the Titans themselves could have some sort of outdoor open air type bar, huge screens that basically screams this. You're having a good time out here. You paid 
20 bucks to get in. You can't actually go in the game, but you're having this much fun out here. Listen to how loud that stadium is. You want to be in there next week, right? So it, it, I think it serves a purpose of where you could take and you could take the aesthetic of what we're talking about of, you know, crazy cloth style looking coverings, make it look like a Greco Roman patio. That's a, a large open air type bar. That's right there next to the stadium, maybe even attached to it to entice people to want to go inside. I agree with Zach about having, you got to have a stylized park with nice landscaping and all that for tailgate options. I would almost like to even see, I don't even think this part's possible, but it's hypothetical time, right? Have some sort of micro storage areas for dedicated tailgaters each week so that they can leave items like a grill with no fuel or tables or whatever it is. So you're not having to lug that stuff down there all season. You you're allowed to put your stuff up there like, you know, three weeks before the season starts and it's got to be out the week after the season ends or whatever it is for convenience. But I agree. Tailgating has to be a focus, some sort of outdoor bar restaurant, something that's next to the same that creates this social atmosphere of this is a badass time. I came down here, paid 20 bucks, having a good time with my friends, but I want to be in there. I want to be inside that building next week. Yeah, I think it, because it's not just like, and I, I agree, like you, you need to start whatever you build, you need to market it towards the early 20 somethings. And now yeah. you may be thinking like, why they're not the, they're not money makers yet. They're not, no, but they will be. So you need to mark, you need to make it cool for them to go because if it's cool for young 20 somethings to go, it'll be cool for literally everyone else to go. And to me, I think that the Titans need to do something similar in the vein of, of like a, like a Wrigleyville, make a neighborhood yes. around it. Yeah. So you sell out you, because that's another moneymaker for, <clears throat> I mean, it is for the Cubs right now because, you know, they own the buildings around it and they're now selling those those buildings out, leasing those buildings to different tenants and they're making money there. And then they're getting people to come down around the stadium on game day, even if they don't have tickets. Why? Because it's a party down there and, and Nashville knows better than anyone. No one wants to miss a party. So you go down there and you build, you know, with bars, restaurants, um, there can be stores in there. Make it something to where it's inviting. Do or do something uh, similar in the sense that uh, they did in in St. Louis, and they've kind of done it around stadiums across the country. But right across the street from Bush Stadium, they've got a place called Ballpark Village where you can just go in, and it's got it's an indoor place, kind of like the Power and Light District in Kansas City. If you've ever been there, it's indoor or it, it's covered, uh, and it's there's like five or six or seven bars all around. And then there's in the middle area, giant screens where you can just go. Even when the Cardinals are on the road, people will go down to ballpark village and watch the Cardinals game there. I think you could do the same thing for the Titans. It's like, Oh, Hey, where are you watching? Where are you watching the Titans game? Oh, let's go. Let's go watch it at, uh, I don't know, stadium village or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Call it Titans town. Alliteration. Alliteration. No, call it. Call it the stadium in. Just, just where are you watching the <laughs> game? Well, I'm going to the stadium it. in. All right, you'll get some weird looks at first, but once they realize what you're talking about, then they'll they'll probably want to join you. And I, I look at both places, you get shots. Uh, so look, I think <laughs> I, I think either one. Um, I I think something along those lines because you do want to make it inviting and you want to make it this town. Now, however, I don't want them to move from the location they're at. I think they have the best location for a stadium in Nashville. I know it's not, maybe not 
necessarily the most convenient in terms of parking or getting to and from the stadium. But to me, I like being right there on the river, right down there, because with lower broad, the Titans are lucky in the sense that most teams don't have this, but like with lower broad right there, you have a corridor from Bridgestone arena down to the Titan stadium. Granted, you got to cross a pedestrian bridge, but I think you could enhance that play into that fact. So that way people can bar hop from bar to bar going from each. And that was, that was my always, uh, I, you know, I worked in St. Louis before here in Chicago and that was my biggest pet peeve with, with the city there is because they've got a, a perfect narrow stretch of strip from Bush stadium down to the enterprise center where the blues play. If they just deck that place out with bars, people would be going, not, not just going to the games, but they'd be hanging out downtown around after the game and then everybody wins. And to me, I, I think that's something that the Titans need to look at is just kind of owning and operating their end. You talk about them funding this whole project themselves. That's a way to get their money back. Throw in a stadium tax to where people don't have to like, like basically it pays for itself over time. The more people go to the game, more people shop at the stores, the more people eat at stadium in <laughs> like they will that's how you tax the people to get your money back for the stadium that way you're not taking any money off of people you're only only the people that are using it are paying for it yeah i got it i got I, we're leaning into the greek mythology right we're, we're leaning yeah. into it yeah. if you want an easier or fun way to get people from the lower broad over to the the stadium yeah the river sticks express or something like that. And you ferry people back and forth and yes. maybe there's a party bus. Maybe you could take a little shot or something, but you constantly have a ferry going back and forth to take people instead of everybody having to take right. the bridge or everybody having to park, they could just take the ferry. The that, river that, sticks. That, uh, where the Titan stadium was, they used to, they used to make and release barges into the river. Yeah. What just bring back the barges. We don't yeah, need the track. Party barges. Bring back the barges, party barges. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll call it the River Sticks Express or something like that. But I, just I, lean right into I would say you call it Karen, who is the the guy, but it sounds too much like Karen. I mean, like <laughs> a bunch of Karens. So I don't I don't right. really like that. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Did either one of you go to or remember Opryland? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I think about so it every day of my life. Hear me out. At the end of Broadway at First Avenue, just rebuild the old mill scream get them into a boat and it smashes down into a water pool yep. right in front of the stadium. You're soaking wet and you're oh ready gosh. to go to the game. Oh, I would, I, yes, I would. You want to, you want to get people to go to the games? They'll do it just <laughs> to ride that thing. You know, that's all I'll do. Even if it's just, just easy. Do you see, you sell a season pass to where I don't care so much about the football. Can I just ride this? All yeah, right, right. Like uh, the, uh, uh, at very least the screaming Delta deep demon, you know, just, yes. uh, just give me one of those, like, uh, bobsled rides down there which they have the they have that that red thing down there by the river which looks so much like a roller coaster that's so what it is right i mean isn't it I art think it, supposed to be like i think a roller it's a piece of the wabash cannonball if i'm not mistaken i think that's what it is like so i'm just saying just rebuild it the roller coaster is halfway built just 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 finish the job like every time when that thing that thing went up probably early 2000s or maybe even late 90s and I remember when that thing went up, I, I would just, I would, you know, I'd be walking downtown or like on First Avenue or whatever. And I'd look across the river and I'd be like, oh, well, they're building a roller coaster. And then for like six or seven years, I thought that even when I knew they're not building a roller coaster, I would just still think that. So like, if anything, having that out there still is deceiving unless you're going to do something with it, which I think they should. 
make it a damn roller coaster. Let's discuss the interior. And I know Zach has strong thoughts on this. Uh, I'm going to start with the obvious. If I'll tell you this, I'll throw this out there. If the Titans build a new stadium and they don't have some sort, they don't one up the Lexus lounge. I'm out. I yeah. mean, the Lexus lounge has it nailed. I, yeah. Zach is the first person who took me to the Lexus lounge. Uh, predators. I, I was gobsmacked. I, I was just like, how is this so much fun? It's almost to the point where you're like, games out of hand out there kind of just want to stay here in front of this big screen and I, enjoy the bar but i, I hope people in nashville don't take for granted how well the predators do everything. yeah they like yeah. everything they do it so damn well and i think the titans and that's not a knock at the titans at all i'm not saying they don't do things well i'm i'm just saying if the titans want to make something incredible especially for the fan experience they've got a cheat sheet that's literally just a few blocks away yeah. It's and so I, simple. I mean, it's just, it's right there because the Lexus yeah. lounge is the, it is the best thing. I've been to a bunch of stadiums, been a mm -hmm. bunch of different sporting events. It is hands down the best thing I've ever been to. Well, when we used to have season tickets before COVID and everything, me and my wife, or even a lot of my friends, we would go, wouldn't even go to our seats. And they're like second row from the glass because the Lexus lounge is where it's at free alcohol, yeah. free, good food. And all the TVs that you could want. I mean, yeah. it is utterly ridiculous that the Tennessee Titans have that Ponderosa club level, whatever that thing is. I mean, it's an embarrassment. It looks like a uh, best Western continental breakfast down there. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. Give me a Lexus lounge. And you got Nissan. Nissan, pony up some money and put in a freaking lounge that is worth people's time to just go. I mean, it's probably not going to solve our TV issue when we don't have fans in the stands because everybody's going to be <laughs> inside that. But make it a separate price or, you know, make it where you can only go to the Nissan Lounge or whatever it is and not even go to the game. I would go just to the Nissan Lounge every game. Yeah. I'd pay $100 and not even go into the game, just go to the Nissan Lounge. I'm assuming Ponderosa isn't a sponsor of this podcast. It is not. Okay. I, I'm, trying. Lord, not, I'm trying. I'm trying to get it. <laughs> <laughs> if They're not, not I'm taking this podcast to Golden Corral. Ponderosa does a pony up. Austin, just just lay out your sponsors, and we certainly won't steal them. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, right, right, on, right. On the on the auntie and uncle show, but sure. I, so outside the Lexus Lounge, that's a given. I, you got to call it. It's something. It's got to be something Greek. Maybe even the Smut Hut. I don't know, but I, I, as far as Zach, I didn't know that was of Greek origin. Smut it, it is now the smut hut, the yeah. whatever you want to say that was, but it's got to be in Greek letters. But is that where Aristotle um, did his all of his talking at the smut hut? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is please gather around at smut hut as Aristotle is going to <laughs> tell us wonderful things outside of this Caligula orgy that's going on here. I'm <laughs> I'm really screwing up my timelines here now, but um, Zach had an idea about delivering food to seats i need you to elaborate on this because the more i think about it the more i like it well as far as i know san francisco 49ers that stadium that they built does it and it was one of the the best things i thought that their stadium does they have an app you order your food and pay for it right there and they bring someone brings it down to you like yes. why not you have a you have slow lines anyway and it doesn't obviously eliminate the lines but why not you this is it's about to be 2022 Everything is in app form. I should be able to order it and someone should be able to bring it to me. Right. Yeah. They, I believe the, the Ducks have that as well. And having partaken in that at the Ducks Arena, 
very, it's worth it. It is, it is so nice not knowing because you're not, that's the worst part about going up and getting food is missing the game, missing action. Yeah. And if you can have that brought to you, it's the same thing with the, uh, with movie theaters, movie theaters went to yep. that format and it's been, it's been phenomenal where I can just order, Oh, I'm out of Twizzlers. I need another pack of Twizzlers. Boom. It's like, and then the Twizzlers are right there on my lap. Like it's, I mean, granted, it takes a little while, and usually the person's a little bit louder delivering them than I would like. But look, other than that, like it's great. Like, so I think, I think the, um, I, I love that idea, and I think that is one area where it's like you do have to think ahead, think into the, you know, twenty second century rather than staying in the twenty first century. And I think that's one area where it can, the stadium experience can vastly be improved. Because again, the Titans aren't fighting against other NFL teams. They're fighting against keeping people on their couches at home. And what's going to get people to the stadium? You know, like you have to think of like ways to make their experience more comfortable. And that's one that I think would be incredible. Yeah. I, I think like if you, you lower the concession prices, but put a concierge charge for the app. So either you can go up yeah. and get it cheaper or you yeah. can still go to the, or you can take the concierge charge Definitely. and use the app that solves I, a lot of your issues. And I think that makes it a little bit better for attracting workers, right? Hell, you, I don't have to talk anybody. You'll ha you'll pay me just to run food. I'm in like, yeah. isn't that a lot better than anything else? I mean, I feel like, and then, you know, to lower costs, if you're a season ticket holder, I know that you have to pay an extra per game charge for parking passes. They should be free. I, I think season ticket holders should get free parking passes, not yeah. or there shouldn't be an upcharge for them or anything. Yeah. And I think that you should have a nice section somewhere that is free parking, especially in Nashville, because not everybody's going to, you may still have to get a parking pass or show your ticket and it's first come first serve. So a lot of people may not even risk it, but I think that uh, uh, trying to parking is insane and parking prices are insane. If you can find a way to do free parking or lower your parking prices, it's going to be better for everybody. I mean, the the um the stadium's called Nissan Stadium, you know? <laughs> like yeah. what better what better way to just Well, give, we give only people... refer to it as the Coliseum on this podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Stadium. I forgot S S is a stadium is a bad word. Uh yeah. unless we're referring to the inn. Uh <laughs> I think it's I yeah, look, you've got that Nissan Titan that's parked right up above the gate, the entrance gate. Why don't you let all of us park there? You know, <laughs> why does that dude get friggin' best parking in the house? I, I was thinking about this because there's two different food options you may have to go to, and I could be wrong, but on one hand, I am all about the Atlanta Falcon style cheap concessions. And this is just coming from a fat guy. Oh if I God. can house Great. three hamburgers and a couple Great. of sodas at the game, for less than fifteen dollars, I mean, let me do it. I don't know if that's the right price. Well, range, and they do they do testify. fountain drinks in Atlanta, so they right. do fountain drinks, so you can go and get free refills. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It, I've been I went there for the that dreadful Rams uh, Patriots Super Bowl, and every seat is a good seat in that house, and that's a yeah. must for the inside the stadium. By the way, every seat needs to be a good seat, yeah. even if you're in the three hundreds. And secondly, they. They do it so well, but they tease you with the Chick-fil-A in there. They have a Chick-fil-A inside that stadium, which is not open right. on Sundays. Yeah. Like, what is the fucking point? That's mean. That is just mean. That's, that's, like, that's like that's like Atlanta being like, well, we tried. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even open for the Super Bowl. 
But they had actual sit-down restaurants besides that one, actual sit-down restaurants inside the main concourse on that lower level, which I thought was cool too, like actual sit-down restaurants. Atlanta can pull off the free soda because Coca-Cola is like in their backyard. Sure. Like, well, we'll just do sun drop. What could I, I was just, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say like, maybe like, could we at least get like free sun drop? Yeah. In, uh, in Nashville I mean, or like, or like all Mr. you can Pib. eat Google clusters or something. Yeah. Just give me something. You give me that cherry lemon sun drop. I will never leave. Just <laughs> Dr. Keep, Thunder. Just keep on doing it. God, right. the New York Giants are just breaking out in hives thinking about well, all right. this. Right. But you, you're oh, right God. there. Kroger is a main sponsor. Just do Kroger brand fountain drinks. There's got to be a way that they can make fountain drink machines filled with Dr. Lightning, that's or just Dr. K, whatever so the Kroger on, brand is. Yeah. So on the one hand, can you have cheap concessions, but lean into the Nashville food scene by having multiple vendors inside? Because I feel like food vendors, if, if they're going to have a space inside, they're not going to want to give their food away at the craft that they make it, right? Yeah, is it possible yeah. to have both? Yeah, because people want if people want a Slim and Huskies pizza, they'll get a Slim and Huskies pizza no matter what the price is, right? I mean, that yeah. that's just kind of how I view it. Is if someone really loves your brand of food, it doesn't matter how they get to you or that they uh, how much you charge. If they if you love something, you're going to pay for it. Like I would, I go to a Slim and Huskies any chance I get. Like that's be the same in the stadium and. You know, you don't have to change your prices too much. You probably wouldn't even have to charge them at all. I don't know a Slimming Huskies pizza inside the stadium if it's priced any different than outside the stadium because I haven't been in the stadium since Slimming Huskies has been there. So I don't know that. But if it, they're charging more in Slimming Huskies inside the stadium than out, just match your price that you're already used to. Yeah. The Bears do something really cool where they have an area of their stadium uh, where it's – it's just the for local breweries. And I don't know how they get away with this with like Budweiser being the or I think it's Budweiser's the NFL sponsor for for alcohol. I think it was so yeah. Uh, like or so I don't know how they necessarily right. get away with selling other types of beer that's not Bud Light or Budweiser in, in the in the stadium. Maybe they, I I don't know. The the rules are just different. I it's all above my head. But I would love for something like that inside when it, you you talk concessions for for tennessee because think about how many just local breweries there are in nashville and not just for beer but for all types of liquor you know like just uh any all the different types of bourbons and whiskeys like i i think that would be a really cool thing and it makes it feel nashville because that's the thing too with everything that's going up in nashville right now very little of it feels like nashville and to people that are titans fans Titans fans are like the OG Nashvillians. Like, because if you're a Titans fan today, odds are you were a Titans fan for the last 20 years. Because it's not a cool thing yet. I think it's getting there. But it's not a cool thing yet to be a Titans fan. So if you find a Titans fan in Nashville, you know odds are they've probably been in Nashville their entire lives, or at least for the last 20 plus years. Right. So I think that's something that, Whatever they do with the with the stadium, they gotta make it Nashville. Gotta make it feel. You gotta have people who grew up in in the six one five, like give input as to what the the stadium needs and how it feels. Because that to me is how you will do that. You can't make it just some freaking Opry Mills or some crap like that. You know, sorry. 
shoppery shills. I I got to get the last piece in here because this seems to be the piece that gets a lot of uh, fans up in uh, up in arms. Grass playing field, turf. Do you give a shit? I'll start with you, Austin. Uh, I don't personally, just cause I'm a fan and I'll never be on it. Uh, I like the idea of turf just because it's less maintenance. It's less cost. Um, not that I, I, again, I don't care. I don't know why I'm thinking. And I honestly, I don't know why fans care about cost because like, unless it's like stadium budget, we're not funding it. So like, you know, like when they're like, oh, we can't, especially in like major league baseball, when they're like, we can't afford that guy. What do you care? It's not your money. Like, like, like you should always want the biggest and the best. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think grass, um, grass, I know players like it better, but again, it's upkeep and it's that. And then it causes like the idea of it is better because you have less torn ACLs, but then at the same time, you also have more torn ACLs. Just ask Robert Griffin, the third, like, so grass has its pros and its cons to me, just, just, just make it turf and just make it easy. And then, then you can host events on it, you know, talking about hosting events you can do, um, you know, you, and not, not just like the, the big events, like the WrestleManias and concerts and things like that, even just events where it's like, you can have like high school teams go out and play on the field. Uh, you can have flag football tournaments, things like that on that field without worrying about having to resod it the next day. Yeah. I, I think the players prefer grass, I think, but there's gotta be some new technology, right? I mean, that is a hybrid of, it looks like grass. It feels like grass, but it's not grass and the upkeep's not there. There's gotta be something. I mean, I'm not Don't a uh, grassologist or anything. I'm a are many you, are you talking like, like synthetic grass. Yeah. Right. Something, right. I mean, you that's your building. second, that's your second reference to marijuana so far. Yeah. Oh, you know, my no, goodness. I, I just think that there's got to be some in between where and at this point, I don't give a shit. And you could you could put turf out there or you could put whatever you out there. And you, if you told me it was grass, I'm in the stands. I don't fucking know it's not grass. Like, why do I give a shit? <laughs> right, like, right. like, just tell me it is. I mean, at this point, I, I think I, I don't necessarily know if there is any credence to the fact that the, the field itself one field type more than another causes more injuries. I don't know if there's really any truth to that. I know that's the thing that we like to joke about, about Lucas Oil Stadium and their their, their terrible thing. But it's just, you know, I, I think that you're if you're in, going to get injured, you're probably going to have the same likelihood of getting injured on just grass itself. I mean, right. it's been that way for years, right? I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just want something that looks good and that has minimal upkeep and that – you know, Jackrabbit doesn't have to have uh, special cleats to wear to, to stay up on his feet. Or, you know, when they do the Music City Bowl and something else and then a Titans game and it rains all week, that it doesn't look like shit. Like, yeah. that's that's what I want. All right, here's a crazy idea. Just roll with me, all right? Because I'm just kind of thinking this one on the fly. You remember how, like, in the Meadowlands, they used to have the home field advantage to where whenever the Giants or the Jets would have the ball they would shut the doors to the concourses. And then when their other team would have the ball, they would open the doors and the wind would go blowing through. All right, what if, and this may take like advanced top of the line technology, but like what if when the Titans have the ball, it's just field turf, okay? Then like during, you know, whenever the turnover or possession or whatever, it just like, it flips, okay? 
and like little panels, little panels, they flip. And the other side is just straight up spikes. Like it. Huh? <laughs> then, then Big Jeff's sacking Joe Burrow into some spikes. I guarantee you they don't go to the Super Bowl if they would with, with uh, spiked up Joe Burrow. Huh? I like it. I like I like the uh, the death trap of it all. <laughs> yeah, and I think it would just look cool. It would look cool. It's just like the. <laughs> I think the NFL should just start combining stadiums to minimize the number of stadiums they need, and the field is now a plus sign. There's four teams playing and they're <laughs> oh, going like to be crossing each other at yeah. some point. It's a fucking debacle. Everyone's entertained. The players oh hate God. it, but raise their pay. Imagine, imagine what, what that game would look like when both teams are around midfield. <laughs> oh, and there's like, and the, you've got the one, the, you got the two teams that are like defense heavy and they can't get out of the middle of the field. And then these offensive ones are just running all up and down the field. It's a or, disaster. Or how about like two teams running a play at the same time and they're both going deep and the balls just hit each other. <laughs> in midfield. That's just an incomplete pass. That sucks. Yeah. All right. So we got a couple of minutes left um, for, before we let you go, I, I've got to discuss the, this fan meltdown, or as you called it, the, the, I'm going to say symptom and it's not the right word, but the eighth stage of grief oh, of, gosh, of yeah. this, we got to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. Right. So I, I guess I, I watched your video, which you can find again at cork bats and, and it's called the Ryan Tannehill talk. And, and it's a great video because you get into some pieces. I didn't think about like Derek Henry's performance in the playoffs and, and, and which the that, like, that but, pained me. A lot of people yeah. like thought I was clowning Derek. I was not clowning Derek. I, I love Derek more than I love most people in my family. And so like, I, 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 that was not the takeaway there, but I, I, it needed to be pointed out when it comes to poor playoff performances. It's it, what crossed my mind is that I, I just don't, I, what Zach and I keep driving back every time we have to talk about this Ryan Tannehill piece is you have a quarterback that's legitimately in the top 10 of the league. And I don't think fans appreciate how difficult that is to get to in the league right. and how anxious fans are to throw their team back into the free agency drafting, chasing a quarterback mode. I'm not saying that the Titans don't have to focus on a new QB at some point in the relatively near future. That That's sure. a given. But yeah. I, I really am baffled by the fans that are just so ready to move on so ready to throw the dice and get in a quarterback that and I'm going to, there's no statistic that I can name to back this up legitimately, but 90% of the time, the new QB you're going to get probably ain't the guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I started that entire video out by saying, look, I'm not, I'm not a Ryan Tannehill stand, you know, especially not one like the Mariota stands that are somehow still around. Still. <laughs> I look, I love Marcus Mariota. Don't get me wrong, but I, I like this team is so much better with him not being their quarterback. Well, some and, commanders fan, and that's really weird to say commanders, commanders. Uh, to the Washington football team. That is weird. So anyway, the Washington football team, some fan post or something, something probably like a version of the music city miracles or Broadway or A to Z posted up something that the, the Washington football team, I just can't call them commanders. I just can't do it. No, the Washington keep, football no, keep team. Calling them the, they're still the football yeah. team. Yeah. The Washington football team is going to may have interest in Marcus. So then you see all these Titans fans retweet it like, oh, and they're like hashtag blessed or good for my guy and all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm thinking like, bro, I mean, like he doesn't even have Twitter. So who are you doing this for? First off, <laughs> right, and, right, and right. second off, and second off, 
It's a fan site that says they may have interest. Wow, they may have interest in a, a quarterback needy team, may have interest in a free agent quarterback. Oh, great, great news. Really groundbreaking shit. And, and that's the thing, though. And that the, the point of that whole thing is look at the Washington football team. They are the epitome of quarterback needy team. And if Titans are ready to throw out Tannehill, the Titans are going to be right back in that boat. Now, look, do I think the Titans, there's a better quarterback out there than Ryan Tannehill? A thousand percent. Yes, I do. Do I think it's attainable for the Titans to get? No, it, not right now. Not at this moment. And everyone keeps throwing out these, oh, well, go get, go get Russell Wilson, go get Aaron Rodgers. Like it's not happening. And it's like, I, but at the same time, I don't think it needs to happen. I think the Titans can win with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. In the end of in the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. It's one game. You have to be perfect. Ryan Tannehill has not been perfect. Has he been good enough for them to win? He's two and three as a, as a Titans starter. Okay. And even one of those losses against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, you could argue was they, the Titans didn't lose because of him. Like that, that was not like he played pretty decent, like pretty well, like in that game. Now, and a lot of this gets so many people fired up because they're like, we need excellence. We need, and look, I agree. We're all Titans fans. Every single person that wears two-tone blue has the same goal. They want the team to win a Super Bowl. But there's a lot of Titans fans, myself included, who have remember the what it was like being a Titans fan just as recent as four years ago, five years ago, when your quarterback position was a question mark and you didn't know like what you were going to get from week to week. And, and I, I know you got that a little bit this year with Tannehill. I, and I think a number of factors go into play when it comes to that. But odds are the, the two seasons prior to that, or I guess I should say a season and a half or a little over a season and a half prior to that, you know what you were getting every week. We've seen Ryan Tannehill be great. So there's nothing in my mind that doesn't think that he can get back there. Will he? I mean, time will tell, but he had, he had one bad game and you're ready to freaking fire the dude. Okay, great. What's the answer? What's the answer? Because right, right now that, there is none, and that's the key—the key to this whole thing. What's the answer? Because the answer isn't Russell Wilson. Because then, what's what's Seattle's answer to their quarterback problem? Why yeah. would they trade for Ryan Tannehill? Because they all saw the same game that you did, right? If right. you think that Ryan Tannehill's so bad and that he's not redeemable, why would they want to get rid of their quarterback for Ryan Tannehill? And then on top of that, what do they do if they don't take Ryan Tannehill? Then Okay, so you trade for Russell Wilson. What do you do with Ryan Tannehill? Who's going to take him? Yeah. And then what are they going to do without any quarterback? Are they going to draft a quarterback? I mean, with the 26 overall pick? I mean, give me give me a break here. It, there's so many factors that get on, go into it. That's why you don't see quarterback trades. The only reason that the, the Lions and the Rams thing happened is because the Rams desperately wanted to get rid of Jared Goff and Stafford desperately wanted out of Detroit. That's a yeah. rare, rare situation. That's why you don't see it all the time. People think that these trades happen all the time. They don't. But look at it this way. 85% of the league are envious of the Titans situation at quarterback since 2019. Yeah. And it's because he has started every game. He has never missed a game since becoming right. a Tennessee Titan. Especially in that's this huge. past year. This yeah. past season, when literally everyone died, I think literally two of the Titans rostered players died this year, and we don't even realize it because there yeah. were so many damn injuries like that. And they're, they're in was, stadium in. He, yeah, you're right, right. 
I know, guy, rest in peace. Pour one out for him. <laughs> uh, but no, I, that that's I think that's a that's that's a that's the point that like has to be driven home. And and two, it's like that Chiefs Bills game that was one of the greatest playoff games of all time. That couldn't have come at a worse possible time. Literally twenty four hours after Ryan Tannehill lays an egg and plays one of his worst games as a Titan, you get a game like that where you've got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes playing lights out, playing one of the best quarterback games in the NFL. And, but, and, and people like, well, see, look, see the, like the Titans need something like that. First of all, the Titans aren't built the way the chiefs and the uh, bills are built that they, they aren't right now. And I don't, as long as Ryan Daniels are quarterback, they're not going to be because they have, in my opinion, the best player in the NFL in their backfield in Derrick Henry. So when you have Derrick Henry in your backfield, you don't need a Josh Allen. You don't need a Patrick Mahomes. And they, he's shown that when he he's two and one against, uh, against Patrick Mahomes, he's two and zero oh against, uh, Josh Allen. So like, I don't think like, I, 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 and I feel where like were those get, guys on Super Bowl Sunday? Exactly. Exactly. And, and then look, and even that night, the night after Ryan Tannehill plays his worst game ever, what does Aaron Rodgers do? Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers was the Titans quarterback, Titans fans would be complaining about the same damn thing. They'd be like, he never wins us the big game. He never gets us past the AFC championship game because he's doing, he's doing the same damn thing for the Packers. I, and listen, the Packers fans are doing the same exact complaining yes. that the Tennessee Titans fans right, are. Right. They and are. I, it, it's ridiculous. Cause I mean, the least they got a Super Bowl ring. Right. But that was what back in 2008, 2009. I mean, like that was a really long time ago when he got that Super Bowl ring. He hasn't gotten, he hasn't right. even been back. Titans since. fans would be, would be carrying their pitchforks and torches right up the hill up to, uh, after season house. three, after that Super Bowl, they would have said, we got to get rid of Aaron Rodgers because this, this team cannot handle success. And, yeah. you know, you talk about where we were a couple of years ago in the quarterback situation in 2019, there is a podcast where it's me. And this is when internet Keith and Mike were still on the podcast. And there is, we were at Mike's house and the, uh, I think the Matt Moore led Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes was injured in 2019 was going up against Green Bay. And we were sitting there talking about the quarterback prospects and who the Titans need to draft, blah, blah, because it didn't really enter our mind that Ryan Tannehill was ever going to get the start. We were yeah. pretty convinced that it's going to be Marcus was just going to start the whole year. And that was going to be it for the, the Titans that year in 2019. That was it. It was done. The, their season was over. And then it was the, you know, the Denver game happened and me and Lebowski yet again said season's over this, this, this team Oh, sucks. I almost quit. Yeah. I was ready to walk away from the podcast from my fanship, all of it. Yeah. I was done. And right. then Ryan right. Tannehill changed everything for this team and yeah. he is still a capable quarterback. I mean, you look, I put out an article uh, on Monday evening about the PFF quarterback annual. He is a top 10 quarterback. When you take all the rankings, he only was ranked outside the top 10 in three categories. Yeah. Out yeah. of 15 categories. It's and that doesn't include like EPA and stuff. This is just PFF. I I I know it's crazy to say, but last year I think was the fluke. And I and I get it. I get it. Let me say this. I have zero faith in Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs until I see it done. But 
at least he's going to get you the chance to either be the one seed and get a bye week or get you into the playoffs because a rookie quarterback's not going to do that with the way this team is made up right now. And that's, and especially out of this quarterback class, and you're not trading for anybody else. What are you going to do is trade away Ryan Tannehill and sign Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater ain't doing jack shit for this team. <laughs> like, give me, give me a break. He can, he, at least you get to the playoffs. And I know that it's not about just getting to the playoffs. So trust me, coming from the guy who is last year, the year before this past 2021, so in 2020, said that people should not be celebrating mediocrity and, you know, getting, winning the divisions, not good enough. It's all about winning the Super Bowl, but the best way to get to the Super Bowl is to get to the playoffs. And Ryan yeah. Tannehill is your best shot. And he did, he got the, he, he technically, I mean, if you, and, and I know, I know we were going to clown this take like incredibly, but Ryan Tannehill essentially went one and one in the playoffs this year. If you think about it, cause he got that by, and to me, that's just as important yeah. as anything, you know, like it, it, he got that by. And that was through the work of the regular season. I know a lot of people are like, well, the regular season means nothing. No, the regular season means a lot because it sets you up for success in the postseason. And he set them up for success in the postseason. Granted, when he was in said postseason, he kind of shit the bed a little bit. But, uh, but I, to me, I, the more important thing, honestly, the thing that makes the wheels go round and that Titans clock is Derrick Henry. And if you if you can find a way to get him yards, get him carries in a game, that's what makes a difference. And if if they you know if for whatever reason he can't get the ball rolling, find something else to open up that run game because Ryan Tannehill is best off of you know off of play action. He's best when he has a run game because then people the defenses don't let the Titans run game beat them, and then that's when Ryan Tannehill beats them. So. To me, that's the biggest issue at play here is just figuring out a way to get Derek going again because that's that's been disappointing. It's been three straight playoff games where Derek has has done, and I know this year he, he was coming off an injury. Personally, in my opinion, I would have played him in Week 18 just to give him because we all know anyone looking knows back Derek now, I I would agree. I, and I was saying that I was saying that the week of the Texans game, I was like, play him. I hope they play him this week because. We all know Derek take like Derek's a, a freight train. And, and I mean that in the most literal sense because freight trains take a while to get going. And we know December Derek is much better than September Derek. Fourth quarter Derek is much better than first quarter Derek. So get him going with a game under his belt. Even if you give him five to 10 carries, I don't just give him something so that way he can feel it. And that way, when he's coming out against the Bengals in the second round of the playoffs, it's not, it's not all, and it, not that I'm, Feel like it was brand new but there were some runs there where i was like yeah man Derek would have been better had he just had this feel again because it'd been 10 what 10 plus weeks or something yeah so you know i um i kept struggling with the whole fan irrationality part and then it dawned on me a couple of days ago that in march 2020 we as americans were trying to convince each other to stop buying all the fucking toilet paper so it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't really surprise me that there's such a large contingent of people that are just ready to try to rip and replace a QB because you couldn't stop people from buying up boxes of shit tickets. So, yeah. I mean, we I, all agree. No one, no, no Titans <laughs> fan 
will sit there and be like, oh, Ryan Tannehill played okay. Like, right. no, we all agree. Right. He played like shit. He played right. terrible. But we've, but like a lot of us, and that's what, that was the main reason why I made the video was like, let's not forget all of the good that he did do for this organization and that we know he still can do. There's a good quarterback in there. I just feel like it, it's going to take, in my opinion, the right coach and, and someone that will put him into situations to win. And that's what, uh, uh, that's what Arthur Smith did. He found ways to put Ryan Tannehill in play in situations where he had no option, but to win. And I did not see that this year with Todd Downing. And that's why I feel like, uh, I feel like they need to, I mean, well, obviously we know what they're doing at the offensive position, but I just think, I think that's where the issue, that's where the deeper issues lie. I agree. Austin, last question. Yeah. And it's an award-winning one. <laughs> Do we have beef? Oh, 100%. Hell yes, we have beef. <laughs> Don't think you can, you can bring me on here for an hour and just smooze schmooze me for a while and laugh at my stadium in jokes and think that we don't have beef no we 1000 percent have beef i think i think uh because so here's the thing we we had we came out of the gate swinging uh with beef um with jonathan hutton <laughs> just because no one in national media has beef with hutton like he's the most likable charitable guy in national oh, media. you hate that man Right, exactly. That, so that's why we decided to hate him. We're going to zig when everyone else zags. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so we just started hating him. From episode one, we, we gave this whole rant about how, oh, yeah, Jonathan Hutton sucks. Like, you know, he probably wears pleated khakis. You know, that guy's a, a loser. Um, and, then, and then we decided, uh, or and then, and then obviously they got off national radio. They, they did their national thing. So we were like, all right, we need to find a new Nashville media beef. And so last off season, because there's literally, as you guys know, when you host a, pot, a football podcast in the off season, you are just struggling for things to talk about. And so we, we were like, all right, we're going to, with each guest, we asked them what would be their case to be our Nashville media beef. So we held tryouts. It's like American Idol, but for Nashville. And we, we never ended up like fully deciding on one. But, but you guys kept popping up and, uh, and, and, and for whatever reason, we were like, you know what? No. Yeah. I think, I think F words pod is our, is our new feud. Like, I think we're going to start feuding because we were going to go, uh, Mike Herndon and, and then apparently he like semi-retired. So then we were like, okay, well let's, I, I don't know. It, it, the whole thing got a mess. And so then we were like, all right, F words is our new feud. And now I, th I think we're just sticking with it. I think I, because I think it's, it's good if two podcasts are at each other's throats, you know, it makes for, makes for really good um, content, if you will. I've already started beef with Mike though. So I'm kind of cheating on the beef that we have started because Mike has just turned his account into an old man screaming at clouds kind of an account. <laughs> it's, it's, it's horrible. Well, I mean, he's semi-retired, yeah, so I mean, that's, like, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> he's really leaning into some of these bad takes, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so glad he's off this podcast because it, man, whew, it used bad. to be, it used to be whatever Mike Herndon tweeted. I was like, oh man, I love that take, you know. Or like, <laughs> I would, I, if I came up with my own take, I would go to his Twitter account and be like, let's see what he thinks about it to see if I'm way too off base. And but you're right, there have been. I'll say this: since he has semi-retired. There have been a few takes where I've been like, he's he, uh, he's getting a little, little, like I'm not agreeing with as many of his takes. Now, however, with that said, 
We have also tried to recruit him to be the third member of the Tighten Up podcast, which I think would only make this beef even that much greater. It would ruin life. friendships, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I would ever talk to Mike ever again. Oh my gosh. Then we definitely have to <laughs> sign him. We have, hey, we're A to Z guys. We guys, hey, help. Let's get Mike Herndon as the third co host of Tighten Up Podcast. Although that would get, that would eliminate our uh, tagline for the show right now. It's two boys, one tup, what we say. Well, we do have some breaking news. Apparently, the NIC National Invitation Combine has announced to its players attending the combine there will not be a bubble. So that didn't take long. Yeah. Right. Good. Just make no the surprise. combine normal. I don't know why they're, yeah, they're just trying. do it normal. Yeah. Just I, can do I, it normal. Can I say something crazy? Yeah. Don't I mean, televise it. No, I need it. I gotta have it <laughs> to report it. See, no, I'm I'm so against uh what they call the underwear Olympics. Like I'm not I'm not all for like just grown men schlongs popping up and down while they run the 40. Like That's I don't only happened this. once. Only one time has a slong. <laughs> came out of someone's shorts but that's why you watch though isn't it because yeah. you're waiting for the next one you gotta you gotta <laughs> always keep your it's like the buffalo bills fans throwing dildos out in the field you're just waiting for it i i just for like the nfl the greatest trick the devil ever pulled you know like that that old saying the greatest trick the nfl ever pulled was having us believe that the combine is football nothing about it oh. is football listen i i'm gonna say this out loud as a member of an award-winning podcast <laughs> that I cannot tell you how much I do not want to talk about the combine draft yeah. prospects. I right? just, Mock I know that. it has its piece and I will do it and I'll do it energetically, but it's going to be with a gun to my head because I, I just hate it. I, I hate doing it. It really shows the professional side of things. And that's why we are an award-winning podcast is because of how professional you are with it. And, and you know, I beefs. pick up the slack because I enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, all this, you know, the stuff that really ultimately doesn't matter in the big scheme of things of, an, of a player's NFL career. Because remember, everybody's talking about DK Metcalf's three-cone drill. Like, go watch the film. It doesn't fucking matter what his three-cone drill is. But, right. you know, then you get the interview segments like Kyler Murray that is at the Combine, and you can just tell that guy is a mega douche. He is a pain in the ass. So when these reports come out about his attitude and stuff, and he's just a brat, well, fuck yeah. Look at his Combine interview. Look at what he <laughs> said on Dan Patrick and when he was on the Dan Patrick show, and he was just a fucking jerk. Like, to me, I love it. So we balance each other out, Lebowski. That's why we're an award-winning podcast. Yeah, I just you won't catch me doing a mock draft. I just won't. I I think do you doing even mock know drafts, how to do a mock draft? Like, have you no, ever I don't even care. attempted I, one? I'm gonna do a mock draft as I close this podcast out. It's gonna I, be all quarterbacks. All quarter, I'm leaning in. Get the rid of fucking Tannehill. Um, that, <laughs> that, that, that's gonna do it. We've held you hostage for an hour and twenty minutes. Thank you for listening to us. His name is Austin Huff. The website is Cork Bats. Pimp your stuff, Austin. Uh, yeah, it's cork. You have to say it's cork spelled with a K because, uh, that we oh, yeah. wanted to make it really hard for people to find, uh, okay. yeah. Cork It's literally just a, um, it's a funny sports blog. We don't take ourselves too seriously because we feel like there's enough of that on the internet as it is. Uh, so we hope that you don't take us too seriously. And, um, yeah, it's literally just funny content. Obviously for as big of a Titans fan, I am, there's a ton of Titans content on there. Um, uh, but yeah, we're, we're, corkbats.com on all the socials at corkbats except for instagram uh we had our instagram account deactivated by the ufc so we are at corkbats2 on there why so, why did you get uh banned from instagram 
Uh, apparently, nudes? were you posting we share, nudes? We were posting nudes of Dana White, and he just got <laughs> so pissed. And I don't know why. I guess that's against <laughs> Instagram's. Uh, <laughs> no, the uh, he we posted a clip of a UFC fight after it aired, uh, like fifteen oh. second clip, and um, without like giving us, you know, the the typical warning as you would whenever you post, you know, copyrighted content, you know, say, Hey, delete this or, or, you know, or we will take your account down. Instead, we got a, your account has been deactivated. Wow. And so that not even sad. suspended, just not even suspended, out. right? Not suspended for like, okay, usually, you know, sometimes they'll give you a suspension for like a month and then you get your account back. No, no, no. It's still deactivated. We, we still can't get it back. And it is, it is, that was, it was, it happened last May. And so over the summer was the most frustrating summer of all time because we we're big. Like we, we do a lot of fun social content all the time daily. And, um, and our Instagram is a huge part of that. So now all of our following, all of our content, everything was gone. We had to restart over with, um, with two corked, two bats, if you will, the, uh, the sequel, <laughs> the cork corked bats to uh, cruise control. Love Two it. dudes, one cork.com. <laughs> yeah, yes, there you go. <laughs> All right, this is, I'm going to Oh, tighten up okay. podcast too. Tighten up podcast. Guys, if you like F words pod, you're going to absolutely love tighten up podcast. <laughs> Let me just say that. We drop once a week because we're more about, we're more about quality than quantity. Um, That's why we uh, only drop once a week too. Oh, wait, do you? I thought you guys were two weeks. Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. Oh, no, you look over silly. <laughs> No, guys, if I listen to your podcast, listener. if I listen to your podcast, that would that would freaking kill our beef. I'm not giving <laughs> you guys my listen. Uh, in fact, I, I I download we, your we podcast on We we just release like a video clip later on down the road because we're a professional award winning podcast. We try to get more listens as the week goes on. Well, I will say this: we have won an award that literally no other podcast <laughs> in Nashville media can win, uh, as we are the not. <laughs> not um, nominated for best Nashville sports podcast winner. Uh, that was the award that we won from Sobros Network. So fantastic award. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> no, literally no one has won it and no one probably ever will win it again <laughs> because that's how elite of a class we are. They if you don't get nominated next year, what are you going to do? We'll probably still win that award again. Because <laughs> let's be honest, we probably won't get nominated again next year. <laughs> No, okay, Dino I'm, Podcast, it's great. If you it, no, seriously though, if you like this podcast, you'll love Tighten Up Podcast every Wednesday, uh, right to your phone. Now is that spelled T-I-H-T-I-G-H-T-E-N? No, 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 dude. Don't no, uh, get out of here with your with your funny spunks. It's T-I-T-A-N-U-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All one word. Don't even put any spaces in it, everybody. No, Just search for it all one word. Multiple words and uh, yeah, and uh, leave us rate, review, subscribe. Leave us four and a half stars and 0.5 stars for Buck. Okay. Is it only on Stitcher? Uh, no, it's wherever podcasts are found. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is turned into the podcast version of two a.m. Twirling the phone cord. No, you hang up. This, so I'm going to stop it. No right joke. Now. This is how every single one of our podcasts with Jack and I end with us just literally talking about nonsense. Like it, it, it's literally when you've been up late and you just start talking about gibberish. That's how every single one of our podcasts ends. So it's fitting that this podcast would end the same way. If you have made it to one hour and twenty-two minutes into this podcast and you're still listening. 
send me a message on Twitter yeah. so I can know which one of you it is because I guarantee it's only one person send, at this point. Send the word um, uh, pickle plane, like an airplane, but pickle plane. Send the word pickle plane. That way, if you get that, tweet it to tweet to Lebowski. If you tweet it, uh, pickle plane. That's the way we know the true fans are. This is an absolute disaster, and it's football under the records. <laughs> Austin, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate oh, having th- you on. It really was a guys. damn good time. Um, for Zach Lyons, myself, and again, Austin, thank you for listening. You have just been effed. A Broadway Sports Media Production.